if you could just consider with me in Matthew chapter 15, verse 23, this one verse, but we'll go to a couple of other passages. You don't have to turn there. I'll turn there. Matthew chapter 15, verse 23, the Syrophoenician woman, she came to Christ and she had a great need. Her daughter was grievously vexed with a devil. And this woman came to Christ and cried out unto him. But in verse 23 of Matthew chapter 15, we read that he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Just that one little phrase. He answered her not a word. And my meditation, as I say, is just titled, The Silence of Christ. Especially as it relates to our prayer lives and the requests that we make, things that grievously vex us, uh, that are great burdens upon us, and sometimes we are met with what feels like silence, like the Lord isn't hearing us. So you have this woman here, she has great need and great desire. There's no lack of, of heart. This is not a token request. She is desperate. She's crying out. And it seems like the Lord is just turning a complete deaf ear. He's, he's ignoring her. Seems like there's just total disinterest the silence of Christ and that can be a a really difficult thing for us it can be difficult for us when we're in the midst of a great trial when we have something that is so pressing it really can't wait and we're crying out to the Lord with all of our might And yet, we're met with what feels like total silence. There's another passage here in Mark chapter 6, verse 48. The disciples are toiling. They're having a hard time. They're they're working hard. They're in the midst of a great storm on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus is coming by now. He's walking on the water. He's coming towards them, but it says here, this little phrase, it says he would have passed by them. He actually would have just gone right by them. He sees them, I'm sure. The disciples are having a hard time. They're struggling. Lord, don't you see us? Sometimes we, we say that. And yet it says here that he would have passed by them. It's very peculiar why that's the case. You would have thought, ah, he would have just come rushing to their aid. But he would have walked right by them. Unless they didn't cry out to him. The very next verse says that they cried out to him. And then he comes to them and says, be of good cheer. But the, the, the part that I want us to understand is that he would have walked right by them. 
he would have passed by them. And the last passage that I'll mention is this passage that we all know in John 11. John 11 is the story of Lazarus. And Lazarus was sick. He was sick unto death. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, I am sure that they were by his bedside day and night. He had a a terrible sickness, and, and we all can understand that. We've gone through very, very difficult times, maybe ourselves, and we've seen our loved ones go through very difficult times. And we're not just going to leave them and, and just have a good time somewhere else. And I mean, we're, we're right there with them. We want to be right there with them. And Mary and Martha, I'm sure, they were right there bedside with him. And maybe they were praying to God. I'm sure they were, praying and praying and praying. Perhaps they were fasting. Because they, they couldn't enjoy a meal while their brother was was writhing in pain and and at the point of death. And they even sent for Jesus. They had they couldn't leave. They they didn't want to leave his his side, but they sent someone to go and get the Lord. Somebody bring Christ. And and they did. They 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 sent for him. But in John 11, in verse 6, it says, When Jesus had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what's going through the mind and the heart of Mary and Martha? They are desperate. They're praying. They are they're fasting, perhaps. They're calling for the Lord. They're praying to God. They're, they're by his bedside. Lord, don't you care? Holding his hand. And yet it says that the Lord Jesus, he, he, when he heard the news, he stayed where he was. He didn't, he didn't move. He intentionally stayed. And... When, he, when Lazarus finally expired and breathed his last breath, you can, just, you can just imagine how disappointed they must have felt, Mary and Martha. All the prayers, all of the tears, great anguish. In fact, when he died, you know, there was great lamentation. I mean, it, it was... It was so much weeping. And it, and it must have felt like the silence of Christ. And we go through this from time to time in our lives. We, we do. We go through it where we're, we're perhaps, whether it's physical, a physical need or a financial need or some other spiritual need, relational, and we're crying out to God. And, and we are desperate and we're asking and we're pleading and perhaps we're, we're even fasting. And it's still silence. And we're wondering what is going on. Well, I would like to propose 
that these silences, quote-unquote silences of Christ, are not that. Christ is still very actively caring and hearing everything from his people. And we all know this. The end of the Lazarus story is that great glory was brought to God. Many believed on him as a result of this. It's to the glory of God. We think it needs to be a certain way. We, we have very short sight. But the Lord knows what he's doing. In the case of the Syrophoenician woman, even though he answered her not a word, and yet at the end of the story, we see that Jesus is marveling at her faith. At her faith. Marvelous faith. And, of course, she does receive the answer. But it isn't without this silent period. These are trials. They're afflictions that God's people often go through. Maybe you're going through. I go through them aplenty. I know we all do. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 the trial of your faith is more precious than gold. Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. You see, the fires of affliction that we go through, they're not meant to destroy us, friends. It seems that way. It seems like God is against me. Why is he against me? He's trying to destroy me. No. The fires of affliction that we go through, no matter how excruciating it may, it may be, and I'm not minimizing that in the slightest, I know a little bit about some of you and, and the kinds of trials, whether it's family, children, wayward children, spouses, they're excruciating. This is no light thing. But the fires of affliction are not designed to destroy us. They're designed to purify us. That's the end goal. So that the end product is this beautiful gem of faith that is purified in the fire and it brings tremendous glory to God. The gem of faith. It becomes this marvelous thing that, that Christ himself is marveling at it. And it only comes through those trials. Uh, David Scott, who's on the prayer call, actually I can't see if he's on here today with us, but he sent me a, an email, a link to an article. I put it in the last email. I hope you at least took a look at it. If you haven't, you should. And it's talking about this wonderful account in the Congo of um, some missionaries that are related to him now with some distance, but they're related. And the bottom line is that they were faced with this tremendous trial. It looked like a disaster. 
and they were going to close down the mission and all this laboring and all this working if they if if it closes down these fledgling babes in Christ it would have been a heartbreaking situation so they were desperate despair led to desperation which led to extraordinary prayer and you just see the the progression here oh they they got to that point where they had to pray they had to they got so desperate and it's it's really very encouraging to read the lord brings us to these points you see as unpleasant as they are for a very wise end is for us to be desperate is for us to be humble so that we're not so self-sufficient and it's for us to exercise faith trust total trust so that a trial of fire of faith be much more precious than gold might be found unto praise and honor and glory. So when we are met with the silence of Christ, which we will be from time to time, don't charge God foolishly. Oh, God doesn't care. He doesn't care about me. No, don't charge God foolishly. Walk by faith. It's a trial not meant to destroy us, but to purify us. Amen.